Happy Friday, Story Fam. Hey, well, it sure didn't take long for 2021 to give 2020 a run for its money, did it? <laughs> wow, what a week it's been. I hope y'all are all hanging in there um, spiritually and emotionally in spite of it all. I hope you're staying healthy in every way. And um, I'm going to share a few more thoughts about what's happening and what's happened in, in Washington this week in just a moment. But first, I've got to tell you some good stuff, all right? So I have to tell you how full my heart is when I think back to last Sunday and to the grand opening of the story, Timber Grove. You know, now that I think about it, uh, the ninth month of a crippling pandemic might not be the easiest or best time to start a new church campus or to start anything, really. But Pastor Kale and the Timber Grove family did not let that stand in their way. And so we had around 150 socially distanced, masked people show up and hundreds more joined online and have expressed interest in this new Story Grove, Timber Grove, uh, Story Timber Grove campus. And we got off to an amazing start, I think. And so, listen, if you are feeling ready for some in-person worship, you feel like it's time, uh, I, I can't encourage you strongly enough to visit the Story Timber Grove um, this Sunday or any Sunday at 945. The building uh, sits at 8200 Washington Avenue here in Houston, inside the loop. And it is a beautiful facility that we are leasing there. And, and I would love to, uh, to have y'all come check it out. Now, something really extraordinary is going to be happening this Sunday in all services and on both campuses. For this week's message on finding purpose in your pain, I am going to share a message, but I'm going to be joined by Greg Kelly, the former Texas high school football star who was falsely accused and convicted of super aggravated sexual assault of a child in 2014. He then spent several years in prison before the truth finally came out and he was exonerated. And needless to say, that experience changed Greg's life forever. Even though he wasn't supposed to be in prison, Greg met God behind bars. So even if you've heard Greg's story on the most recent episode of Maybe God, or maybe you've seen his uh, the docuseries on Showtime called Outcry, highly recommended, that's really good. I think even if you've seen that, this Sunday you're going to learn even more about what Greg went through um, and how his experience has changed him and what he's up to now, how he's serving God now in, in his life. And so don't miss my sermon slash interview with Greg Kelly this Sunday at the Story River Oaks, uh, the Story Timber Grove, or at the Story Online. Uh, I, I can't wait to see you in person or online this Sunday. All right. So last Friday, I shared my top five favorite things from 2020. And I told you that this Friday, I would share my top five dreams for 2021. But considering the gravity of the events we've all witnessed this week in Washington, I decided it would be better to shift gears and to offer a few of my thoughts uh, about these events instead. Obviously, we were all horrified and sickened by this week's violent insurrection that unfolded before our very eyes in Washington, D.C., and the actions of the rioters who stormed the Capitol building were utterly reprehensible. There's simply no excuse for such reckless behavior. I ask you to please join me in prayer for the families of those who lost their lives in the riot, and uh, also join me in thanking God for the police officers and other first responders who, even though they were unprepared and outnumbered, responded generally with 
courage and restraint. So how are we to how are we to see this? How are we to respond as followers of Jesus? John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement, once said, "Peacemakers endeavor to calm men's stormy spirits, quiet men's turbulent passions, soften the minds of contending parties, and if possible to reconcile them." They employ all the strength and talents God gives them to preserve peace where it is and to restore it where it isn't. Stormy spirits and turbulent passions were on full display this week. And I know our first instinct is always going to be to ostracize and criticize and just condemn um, such brazen foolishness. And I feel that too, y'all. Believe me. While I believe... The protesters who broke the law should be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law. And while I admonish their actions with every fiber of my being, I'm here to offer a different kind of challenge. I'm here to challenge people who follow Jesus to strive for something better than just that. So the people who stormed the Capitol building, lest we forget, are human beings created in God's image. They are intrinsically worthy of dignity and respect. Their actions were dangerous and sinful, to be sure. But their actions were not surprising, not to anyone who's been paying attention. Having grown up in a deep south town in the Bible Belt of like 300 people or less, I feel like I know the people I've been watching on TV. I feel like I grew up with these folks. They are my childhood friends. They're my family. They're my classmates, my people, you know. It's where I come from. Now, We may have witnessed an eruption yesterday, but believe me when I tell you that the volcanic conditions causing that eruption have been intensifying beneath the surface for decades across rural America. There are few, if any, real jobs left in and around small towns. Country folks have felt despised and forsaken by their government, their politicians, their denominations, and in many cases by the media. The opioid crisis has decimated two generations of mostly rural kids and young adults. And you may have heard or you think you've heard about the opioid crisis. Believe me, it's worse than anything you've heard. Perhaps worst of all is that rural folks have often felt like no one cares about their pain. And that only adds insult to injury, right? And so all of these circumstances have been working together for years to create the ideal conditions for the kind of angry populism, unsubstantiated conspiracy theories, and demagogic leaders and media personalities who manipulate masses of fearful people. It's like a perfect storm that's happened. And so in light of all this, what is the proper Christian response to this week's events? I believe we're here to make peace and to make disciples. To make peace in the world around us and to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Last summer, as protests led by Black Lives Matter, the organization, you know, and and by Antifa and, and other groups filled city streets across America and occasionally descended into violent chaos, resulting in dozens of death deaths across the country. I had the great privilege of interviewing Dr. Esau McCauley, a Bible professor at Wheaton College, who also happens to be an African-American citizen of this country. And in part of 
the interview, which you can hear on the Maybe God podcast episode called Is God Colorblind? I asked Dr. McCauley what the Christian response to protests and riots should be. And this is what he said. He said, God is not glorified by our detached analysis of how people are doing it wrong. God is glorified when we show them a better way. And I am certainly not drawing any kind of false equivalency between the riots we saw and the protests we saw this week and the the protests and riots we saw back in the summer. Two very different things. But if God was not glorified by detached analysis then of how people are doing it wrong, he's not glorified by it now. He's glorified when we show the world a better way. The easiest thing to do right now would be to further marginalize and dehumanize the people with whom we disagree in this case. But the gospel calls Christians to show people a better way. Listen, you do not exist just to make a point. You exist to make peace and to make disciples. Being right in any given argument on any given issue, it feels good, but it changes nothing. But being Jesus to broken people feels hard and changes everything. So here's the big picture. It's possible to denounce evil acts without dehumanizing evildoers. It's possible, and it must be one of our goals. And so, yes, we condemn this week's violence. Yes, we call for justice to be done. And yes, we choose to love our neighbors and to love all our neighbors, because this is the better way of Jesus. All right, everybody, I love you all so much. Keep your heads up, okay? And I hope to to see you this Sunday in person or online at one of our three campuses. And hope you'll have a great weekend. Take care. Bye.